Hi everyone and welcome to the June Snapshot podcast from KVH. I'm Lisa and I've got our biosecurity manager Matt Dick here with me today. Hi Matt. Hi Lisa. Um, yeah, very excited to be on your show. Welcome. Um, one of the first things that we thought we would talk about today is something that's been a focus for us here at KVH over the last few weeks, which has been our consultation on potentially changing some of the regional boundaries. So uh, earlier today actually was when the submission period closed, so thank you to everyone that sent in an email or got in touch with us. And what we've been talking about or what we've been consulting on is potentially removing the within recovery region boundaries to help remove some of the inequities that have come about, I guess, just over time, where there is a difference between the movement of plant material versus budwood um, versus pollen. And what we want to do is just make sure that we have really good systems and risk management practices in place where everything is aligned. So if you send us in a submission, we'll be reviewing everything over the next wee while and we'll be getting back in touch with you to let you know, I guess basically, Matt, what the general um, feel or consensus was from the people that did give us their feedback and what we think the next stages are going to be. That's right, and uh, mostly it's been in support, but um, we, we do have some um, individuals and sectors of the industry that have some concerns, so we've been meeting and, um, and working through with these people to see how we can best... Um, those with them. And also just a reminder that we also um, did say that any changes would come into effect from Monday the 16th of July so we will definitely be in touch soon and um, if there are any changes that's when they'll be put in place. Um, one of the other big things that um, has been going on is the application that was put into the EPA for the samurai wasp to be potentially released in the event of a BMSB incursion. Stu and I did talk a wee bit about this in the last podcast, um, but I think since then we've had a little bit of a summary and some feedback from the EPA about the submissions. Um, we did briefly mention last time, Stu and myself, that there were a number of submissions from growers and again we just want to thank you for that it really does reflect the involvement of the kiwi fruit industry and how committed we all are to doing everything we can to keep bmsb out um, matt is going to be at the public hearing which is mid-july that's right so we've got a public hearing um, next week it goes on the 11th and 12th and that's really just an, an opportunity for the submitters to uh, further emphasise uh, some of their key points. And I know we have um, covered this before and most of the listeners will be familiar, but um, the brown marmorated stink bug is one of the most significant uh, biosecurity threats to kiwifruit and other horticulture industries as well as the, um, as well as the general public as well with the nuisance impact. So... The process of getting a, a potential biological control um, approved before we might actually um, even have an incursion in place is really exciting and it's never actually been done before. So fingers crossed it goes ahead. Um, we've had 69 submissions uh, so far uh, that well, the EPA has as part of this process and most of them have been really supportive. Um, understandably there's been a couple parties who have requested the need for uh, further research, better understanding the impacts to our um, native and endemic species, which of course is um, understandable. But overall, there's been a, um, a really supportive theme. And uh, like you said, 
the kiwi fruit industry has been really well represented in this process we've got growers post harvest cesspre isg um really well represented so it's it's really pleasing to see and is there um, anyone else or are there any other countries in the world already using the WASP for this purpose? So the, the WASP is, um, and we say WASP, but it is the size of a, a sesame seed and uh, it's, it's a tiny uh, parasitoid. It's native to Asia, so it's, it's exhibiting um, pressure on BMSB there and controlling uh, populations. It's been uh, found in the US and uh, people are moving it within states um, okay. to help control it, but they don't have federal approval to move it across the country yet. So we'd be the first in the world? We would be the first in the world, as, as far as I'm aware. Um, the US have done a lot of the research that, we have, um, that we've been leveraging off, and other countries like uh, Chile are, are very interested to see uh, what, will happen, um, what will happen here. But um, first, first country... For, for this and the first country to pre well the first time in New Zealand um, at least to preemptively um, approve a biological control and if we used it for eradication purposes that would be a, a, a potential first as well. A, yeah absolutely and um, Matt's right we should remind everyone that the wasp is tiny and it doesn't sting people or animals so it doesn't cause us any harm. That's right the name <laughs> the name wasp is a bit unfortunate because it does um, conjure up a few negative images before we even start the conversation but it is a, a tiny uh, a tiny little thing, um, one millimetre in size, and it, it really just attacks uh, pentatomid, the shield bug eggs. So we do have some other pentatomids in New Zealand, and um, that's where any of the potential concern um, has been reflected in these, in these submissions. But overall, it seems that the benefits um, are outweighing uh, the, the risks. Brilliant. And um, the EPA have said that they hope to be making a, a formal and final decision by mid-August? That's right. That's right. So mid-August we expect to um, have that decision. And, um, and the EPA have released their staff assessment report. And that's been very favourable and recommending um, approval subject to a number of specific controls. But it will be... Um, the hearing will be the final part of that approval process. Okay, great. And if you are interested in that EPA staff assessment report, it's actually a really, um, it's a really easy, succinct read, and I linked to it in the last bulletin. So um, it is available on our website if you want to have a look at that. And while we're still on the topic of the BMSB, we had a really popular um, video in the bulletin last week, and I think it was the most um, read and most clicked on item, but it's um, the video of Professor Max Suckling from Plant and Food Research over in Italy. And I guess the video all in all just shows how easy it is for really large volumes of the BMSB to infest fruit and plants. That, that's right, uh, Lisa. It, it goes really well because seeing video footage really, um, really heightens the awareness of, of what a significant pest this is. And you can see just the sheer numbers in this trees. And uh, Max has been an entomologist for a long time, um, but even he was blown away uh, by just the number of, of, of these pests over there. So he's doing some um, exciting research and gaining more experience about um, surveillance methods. So there's different traps you can use and, um, and, 
and be- better understanding of that and also working uh, with an Italian team over there that are exploring um, it's something called biotremology and basically these bugs use um, kind of low frequency sound vibrations to communicate with each other so potentially if you could disrupt that you can prevent them mating with each other and help um, reduce populations that way as well. So are there still um, a couple of research priorities that we've got here for what we're looking into for BMSB as well? Absolutely, we've got a huge research list. Um, Basically there are still a lot of unknowns about this organism so at a national level we're working with MPI and other horticultural industries to refine um, you know our response plans and um, you know what sort of um, BMSB's behaviour in New Zealand really. So how would it behave if it got here? Um, it's in a completely different hemisphere uh, to where it's normally established. Um, it'd be found on some of the same plants but some of, the, some of the different plants. So where should we be focusing our surveillance efforts? And um, then of course if we did get the EPA approval to release the uh, samurai wasp then how do we actually use that in, as part of our response plan or into long-term management as well? So, so those are some of the um, national efforts. And then we've also got some kiwifruit-specific efforts to better understand uh, the impacts to kiwifruit offshore, um, how suitable is kiwifruit as a host to, to some, of the other, um, some of the other crops. And something that I find quite exciting is, is the use of trap crops as well, which mm-hmm. is basically, can you uh, grow another crop adjacent to your kiwifruit orchard to offer some, some sort of protection? So you can grow something like uh, maybe wheat and sunflower in combination, and um, will the BMSB go in there as a preference and leave your kiwifruit orchard alone? So we're doing some of that work in Italy um, to better understand that. So you obviously keep in touch with um, people like yourself that are in other organisations um, across the world and we recently had Elenia here from the MPI equivalent in Chile um, and that was a really good presentation where she was talking about a lot of um, the similar types of things that they've been trying to learn about how the bug behaves in urban Santiago. Um, are there other countries that are doing as much research as New Zealand or are we I guess trying to learn more because of the threat that it poses to us? Um, yeah so that's right the US has done a lot of research with BMSB just because it's a massive problem and once it arrived there um, when it first arrived there there wasn't a lot known so they have put a lot of money into it and that's where a lot of our fundamental knowledge is, uh, right. come, where has come from. They've got a great website called stopbmsb.org and that kind of summarises a lot, a lot of these projects. It's a big um, cross-institution. I think they've got about 14 institutions signed on with a couple hundred researchers or something like that. And Tracy Leske, who came and presented at the Orchard Church last year, she's part of that Stop BMSB yes, as well. Yes, she, she's she? one of the leaders yep. of, of that project. Yep. And then, you're right, the, the relationship with Chile is, is hugely significant because that's the first time it's been found in a southern hemisphere country. So we can start learning about when the bugs will be emerging from overwintering, uh, when they will lay eggs, um, some of those daylight cues and temperature cues. Um, and it's really uh, a southern hemisphere model.
Okay. So as an industry, there's a heck of a lot that we're doing. That's um, yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> busy times. It is busy times, <laughs> but um, given given the numbers that we're intercepting at the border, we see this as a as a huge risk and. Um, Definitely one of our number one threats. That's right. Um, And on that note, um, really important to make sure that you know what to look out for and how to identify it. So don't forget that we've got loads of resources on our website that can help with that. And also our um, bright green magnets as well. So just flick us an email or give us a ring. We mentioned them in the bulletin last week and we've had quite a few orders. We do still have plenty left though, so if you um, want any of the resources actually off our website, we can send anything to you. That's right, and those, those magnets, are um, that, they've been really popular and, and like you say Lisa, um, I, do get, I do get quite a few calls from members of our industry who think they may have found a BMSB and fortunately uh, so far these have all proven to be our, um, our native or you know recently introduced exotics so and the, the key difference has been knowing that the, the BMSB is, is larger, larger and yeah. we do have um, some specimens of BMSB other, and other uh, shield bugs in the KVH office so um, next time you're over this way uh, come in and you can see them side by side and um, it gives an appreciation on, uh, on what you're looking for out there. Excellent. Um, now, moving along to something slightly different, but just really quickly, I wanted to uh, remind people that we put up scientific uh, research papers and publications on our website as soon as they've been completed. Um, so last week, we added one about the um, efficacy of tank mixes on PSA control in both Hayward and Gold 3 potted plants. Um, Linda Peacock here at KVH, I know, um, had a lot of involvement in that. And it was, again, in the bulletin last week, and um, I see that quite a few people have been looking into that. But if you are curious about any of the um, research papers or documents, don't forget to check them out on our website. We always load them as soon as we can. Um, Wow, we've got quite a few different topics this week. (laughs) Another really popular one from the bulletin was poo kiko. Believe it or not, we actually get a few complaints about Pukiko numbers building up and birds getting into the orchard canopy. So we've added to our website quite, um, I guess, a comprehensive piece of advice about what to do if that is an issue for you. I guess the main thing is to make sure that you're meeting any kind of requirements depending on what action you're taking. So there are people that are um, deciding to use obviously blank bullets and firearms and shoot bird warnings. So if you're doing anything like that, make sure you've got the right license and you're meeting all the right requirements. Straight on to something again completely different, grafting. It's that time of the year. So um, a reminder to anyone that's considering grafting this winter to make sure that you um, protect your orchard by, I guess, just following really good biosecurity rules and good hygiene rules. Um, We want to make sure that you source from the cleanest possible source, um, keep really good records, and I guess know the rules about movement and what is allowed and what um, advice you can get from KVH about any other permissions that you might need. That's right. I mean, the movement of plant material is always a potential risk pathway, um, so it's really important that, um, that people are uh, sourcing clean material and uh, following good hygiene, as you say. 
We've um, got some good information up on our website about it and we recently had an article on it in the Kiwi Flyer as well. So you should be able to refer to that if you need any more information. Um, and uh, last week, or sorry, but actually late the week before, I was in Christchurch and I took part in the Biosecurity Communication Network. It's a new group that's been set up to, I guess, make sure that um, no matter what industry group you're from, if you have a role in biosecurity, you've got access to uh, a group of peers who are doing similar work, sharing similar messages and stories, and just making sure that we are giving out really clear and concise, useful messages, and we're sharing our resources to be able to do that. It also means that if we are ever in a response mode, that we're able to um, tap into other resources and get extra help from other people. Um, that group hopes to meet a few times a year. Myself and Zespri are a part of that, so that's something that's um, really interesting as it moves forward. And lastly, a reminder as well to make sure you uh, save the date for our AGM. Um, that's coming up at the end of July, 9am at ASB here in Mount Monganui. Um, the packs should be coming out in the mail very shortly if you don't have them already. Um, they will include all the information about when and how to vote. This year we're introducing voting online, so um, that makes it even easier for you. And the date for that is Thursday the 26th of July, so hopefully we'll see you there. Um, thanks, Matt. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Lisa. Great to be on the show at last. I've heard so much about it. <laughs> uh, bye, everyone. If you do need any more information about anything of the topics that we've discussed, don't forget that you can send us an email or check our website. Thanks. <laughs>